In Focus is brought to you in association with the Government of Japan. Japan, sharing tomorrow. Hello and welcome to In Focus, the programme that examines Japan and its role as a global leader in improving cities and societies. Over this series, we've taken a look at the groundbreaking ideas coming out of Japan within the realms of technology, fashion, environmentalism, and energy, all helping to fix global challenges. From sustainable clothes manufacturing to green cities, we've been meeting the people coming up with the initiatives that have the potential to change the way that Japan and the rest of the world work towards a bright future. Our final episode of this series looks at a new multi-use invention that could help with all sorts of issues, from clean water to intelligent clothing. Across the world, over 100 million tonnes of rice husks are discarded every year. They can't be used for animal feed. When burnt, they pollute the air. And if dumped, they produce methane gas, which contributes to global warming. No solution had been found until 2006, when a Japanese scientist discovered by chance that this unwanted waste product could be turned into a new material. And this is now called Triporus. That scientist was Dr. Seichiro Tabata, who at the time was working on a lithium-ion battery project at Sony's laboratory in Atsugi Kanagawa. We came across this technology by chance, or researching the elements behind biomass. He's been working on Triporus for Sony, a new direction for the Japanese electronics company. Triporus has many different potential applications, the purification of water and air, textile production and skincare, for example. And the making of it solves what to do with all those discarded rice husks. So how does it work? Well, my chemistry might not be quite up to scratch, but let me try to explain. The name Triporus is divided into tri, which means three, and porous, which means canal. Triporus is made from carbonised rice husks. It works a bit like activated carbon, which is a popular material in purification processes now. But the difference is that it has three different sizes of pore, macro, meso and micro, micro being the smallest. Activated carbon only has micropores, meaning it can only catch tiny compounds, whereas Triporus can also catch ones with a higher molecular weight, as well as viruses and bacteria. If you're still scratching your head, then think about it like this. Imagine it as two different nets that you're trying to get a golf ball, a tennis ball and a basketball into. The nets are the technology, and the balls represent the compounds and viruses. The first net only has golf ball-sized holes, and the other has golf ball, tennis ball, and basketball-sized holes. There is a far higher chance of the latter catching them all. That's Triporus. So how about the real-world applications? The material has so far been used as an ingredient in shampoo and t-shirts. But one potential use is in sportswear, where current alternatives aren't necessarily that good for the planet. Alice Wilby is a sustainable fashion consultant. 
She also teaches a short course in it at Central St Martin's College in London. You might remember her from our episode about pioneering Japanese brands a few weeks ago. She thinks that Traporis is an exciting new development. I think the thing that has sparked my imagination the most is there's as activated carbon, the potential that it has with antibacterial and, and odour control properties to be embedded in sportswear. And one of the sort of one of the things that has been typically used in sportswear over the last few years to remove odour uh, is nano silver. It's basically um, a sort of tiny, tiny, tiny particles of silver. Um, but when we reduce things in size so dramatically, their properties change quite dramatically. And it's been used as an antibacterial property um, in clothing because it's really kind of like highly toxic to bacteria. But the problem with that in an environmental sense is that it's also kills bacteria and sort of microorganisms that we find in soil that are really crucial for the growth of plants. We're finding really detrimental environmental effects by this because it, it, it sort of renders the soil kind of pretty useless. So if we could find an alternative to that, then that would be quite exciting. As Wilby says, in sportswear, Traporis helps with absorbing sweat and odours. And in normal day-to-day wear, this technology could help with hygiene, which is inadvertently another environmental benefit. If we could reduce the amount that we're laundering our clothes, that would have a, a huge um, environmental impact. I think the, the RAP report has got some fantastic figures along the lines of, you know, if we just keep our garments in use for um, another nine months, then we can reduce their water and carbon environmental footprint by sort of a dramatic 20 to 30 percent that combines the laundering and the care and you know the 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 way that we tend to our garments so something like this is tremendously exciting in that context yes at the moment this invention is still in fairly early stages but there are shops in Tokyo that are already stocking some stylish traporous items like cardigans and hoodies that have been developed with other brands But time is of the essence when it comes to implementing systems to combat climate change. There is definitely a kind of balance between what technology can deliver and in what time frame we can get it happening. We are, you know, we're really up against things in terms of the climate emergency and that will be creating lots of problems in supply chains for brands when we're looking at sourcing materials um, and availability of materials. Technology and fashion, the intersection between the two is kind of really vital at the moment and there's some wonderful stuff coming through. It's not just clothes and personal hygiene that the Triporus team hopes to improve. On a larger scale, this technology could be used for air and water purification, which could be really useful in so many ways, but particularly in developing countries. They're researching this with the University of Tokyo. Sochiro Tabata. Now there are discussions about how using Triporus in water systems would allow safe consumption of water. You have to take a lot of elements into consideration when purifying water, especially at the source. And it's not only about making the water okay for drinking, but also for general usage. We believe that perhaps Traporus can help with that. One use of Traporus in water is with shipping. Every year, around 5 billion tonnes of water are loaded onto ships and departing ports for stability. 
They are then discharged in destination ports into different oceans. This can upset the marine ecosystem. But Tabitha says that Triporus could help clean these masses of water. I've started thinking about how the system could be used in the ballast mechanism on the boat. When you're on a boat, the water will come through a mechanism, swirl around, and then get released out again. And we've been thinking about how to incorporate Triporus into that. It could be placed in the area that handles the water in order to purify it. The potential for Triporus seems infinite. In Kyoto, it's also been tested to verify its air purification performance to preserve artifacts in the Biodoin Temple World Heritage Site. The team are extremely open to working with collaborators to make Triporus a versatile material to help with localised needs. So, Triporus was obviously created in Japan. But rice is something that is consumed worldwide, especially in Asia. And so the biomass can be extracted from a product that is found all over the world. So in the future, if Triporus could be created anywhere, then every region could focus on their own production to accommodate their own issues. The goal is to build a better world through the use of Triporus by incorporating it into everyday life. I don't believe that you can achieve results with just Triporus. But by allowing the public to use it freely, I believe that people will find other ways to customize it to their individual needs. This sentiment is echoed by the Triporus team, which includes Takanobu Tsuboi. It's better for us to have like open innovation to utilize the Triporus for the another application, the beyond our business domain. So in this sense, it's good to have like. A there is partner, not just in Japan, but uh, all over the world. Through our Triporus project, we found out that uh, not, uh, not the competition, but uh, co-creation. Not the conflict, but uh, the collaboration. This sort of open willingness to work together, rather than compete, has proven what one idea can do to solve so many wide-ranging issues. A model that the rest of the world should be looking at for the future. Well, that brings us to the end of this series of In Focus. Do subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts from. This episode was produced by me, Holly Fisher, and thanks to Fiona Wilson, Jun Toyofuku, and Charlie Filmer Court for their research and interviews throughout this series. In Focus is a Monocle 24 production brought to you in association with the Government of Japan. <laughs>